will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome Leverage Addicts, the podcast where we discuss all things property investing in New Zealand. And in today's episode, we are going to share six steps to help you get started on your property investing journey. Before we dive in, if you do find value today, I only ask for just one small favor, and that is to share this episode with just one person who could benefit from it. Now let's get started. All right, step one, you have to define the 10 to 15 years goals and objectives. You have to clarify your reasons for investing in properties. Are you looking to build long-term wealth, generate passive income, or both? You want to just define it as a number as well, because the clearer that is, the easier it is going to help you achieve your goals. Because with properties, a lot of people might start with the goal of 10 properties in 10 years. But 10 properties could be 10 $100,000 property in the West Coast or 10 Auckland properties, which might not be achievable because it requires a lot of borrowing capacity. But defining an equity goal or a passive income goal is going to make that a lot easier to get to. You also need to understand your risk tolerance. How much risk are you comfortable taking on? Are you willing to invest in higher risk properties for potential higher returns, which means maybe lower cash flow and more development potential in the future? You also have to look at your personal circumstance as well. Are you single or married? Is your partner going to be on board? Do you have children that you need to look after in the future as well? Is that going to be part of your goal? And part of goal setting, you always want to have exit strategy. How long do you plan to hold your properties for? And will you sell them for profit or hold on to them for long term income? Now holding on to the properties forever might not always be the best plan. I showed that case study on exactly how you can turn your equity into much stronger cash flow in the stage three masterclass that is on our website. So here's step number two, you want to commit at least 50 hours to learning about property investing, understanding the basics of property investing, such as the property types, financing options and the tax rules are the most crucial basic knowledge you need to look at. Reading books and articles, listening to podcasts, watch videos from experts in the field. Those are the things that you should be doing all the time. And you should maybe just keep a log of 50 hours and also the learning after each one hour. This is one important key aspect is that you're not just doing those things for routine's sake, but reflecting on that knowledge and writing your thoughts and new questions, that's what's going to help you have that 50 hours really, really productive. Three books that I will recommend. Number one, 20 Rentals Property in One Year by Graham Feller. Second is the 3PF or the 3 Property Formula book by Mortgage HQ, which is written by Andrew Malcolm. A lot of case studies of the workshops that we've been running in our Property Formula workshop and you can check that out to give you a more real life example. And it's very recent as well. There's also the Property 101 book by GRA, which is written by Matthew Gilligan. It gives you a very comprehensive understanding of the tax regulation in New Zealand, as well as the risk of investing in properties. Podcasts, I hands down have to recommend Opus Partners Property Academy. I think it's like one episode every single weekday. And there is really, really relevant topic that is very recent. 
YouTube, no other than the Mortgage HQ channel because there is always new content that we put on. And if you want to be a hardcore investor, you definitely want to check it out. The other things that will help you learn more about properties are the seminars, workshops, courses on property investing. And you can learn from these experienced professionals. Often they might be promoting their own services, but they usually jam pack with really good content. Again, you don't just want to watch it. You really want to write notes and ask good questions so that you can build on that knowledge. Other things like online forums, like the Facebook groups, the discussion groups, connect with other property investors in those small network that will allow you to gain more insights into the market. And don't just look at success stories, look at the mistakes that people openly share as well and see what you can learn from those because that is going to allow you to save hundreds and thousands of dollars if you take those lessons and implement them. Step number three is actually scheduling an appointment with a mortgage advisor and an accountant. I would say those two appointments are your initial ones that you really want to take the time to do it. The mortgage advisor is gonna help you understand your borrowing power and your finance options. The accountant is gonna help you with tax planning and structuring the property investments for the optimal tax efficiency. Now, if you started with no knowledge and went to your mortgage advisor and accountant, is less appreciated because they are not usually paid on the first appointments. And if you're just starting with very limited knowledge, they're gonna end up spending a lot of time with you and they might not get paid for it. So nothing makes a mortgage advisor and an accountant happier than when you actually do the first two step. First one is defining your goals and understanding exactly what the outcome is. And then second, educate yourself for 50 hours because then you can start talking in their lingo. And if you have a problem to solve, the mortgage advisor and the accountant is happily gonna respond to it because they are problem solvers. Now, step number four, you create at least three filters on websites like TradeMe. This is gonna allow you to narrow down your property search because once you know your borrowing capacity, you know your goals, you know what type of properties you need to look for, then you create these filters and you wanna have different locations, price range, property types, and numbers of bedrooms because this is gonna have different effects on the yields. Now with the price range, you really wanna just narrow it down to like 150K difference. Anything larger than that, you start seeing a lot more properties and it's gonna be very hard for you to get to know the market. The better criteria you have, the easier it is for you to become an area expert. You wanna look at even land size, building size, other features that potentially are important to you. And if you did it right, there should only be around 25 to 30 listing at any given time for that particular property. That's gonna allow you to really learn about that particular suburb. You still gotta research in the areas that you're interested in and make sure they're good investment opportunities. What are some of the government spendings in those areas? Are they actually gonna build more malls, hospitals, schools? Those things are gonna always give you better long-term value. Trans Sports, crime rates, potential capital growth, those are the things that you need to look for. And keep track of properties that you're interested in and then analyze the history of those properties, what were they selling for, and any other relevant information. Now with platforms like relab.co.nz, you can find out so much about properties these days, even on homes.co.nz, a lot of the information are now public. Step number five involves making 10 offers subject to due diligence before you decide. Making offers is an important part of property investment process as it allows you to secure deals and acquire properties. However, it's important to approach this step with caution and due diligence as you don't want to end up with a bad deal 
or property that doesn't align with your goals. That's the worst thing because I've seen clients where they're like, oh yeah, I want to have this goal and I want to do this, I want to do that. And this is the outcome I want. But then they get so emotionally invested in one of the property they see and they forget about all the criteria that they have set. And I've seen this multiple times and lucky they have us because we remind them exactly what they're trying to achieve. And if they went for this option, this is the outcome and it's not going to be their goal. So good rule of thumb is to try and make at least 10 offers subject to due diligence before you decide on a property. Make it a practice. Make it a learning experience. This is going to give you enough opportunities to assess the market and find a good deal without really getting bogged down in analysis paralysis. Because by then you'll be an expert in making offers. When making offers, it's important to include conditions and clauses that's going to protect your interests and allow you to back out if necessary. So that's why I always say due diligence clause because this allows you to back out for any reason. But the other things that you want to do after that is get a building inspection, get finance and potentially meth reports and also maybe rental appraisals, those kind of things is going to help you as well. Remember to negotiate and don't be afraid to walk away from the deal if it doesn't actually meet your criteria. And you should always aim to have the best possible price in terms of your investment. And how you know that is by looking at those filters every single day and then making offers and then know what that area is selling for. And before you go unconditional, you can just work with a lawyer or conveyancer that's going to review your offer and just make sure that you understand all the legal aspects of going unconditional. They can also provide guidance on any legal or contractual issues that may arise. And finally, step number six, spend time doing your numbers on potential deals. You need to develop a structured approach in analyzing potential deals, including evaluating the property location, condition, potential rental income, and expenses. Consider factors such as property taxes, insurance, maintenance costs, and property management fees. Especially when there are new and existing, the tax rules are very different. That's going to give you different outcomes in terms of cash flow, in terms of capital gains. Now, just because you have tax deductibility on new bills is not always the best choice because the cash flow is going to be quite low. Most are going to be negative cash flow. And so you have to consider that as part of your capital gains equation. Because if it's losing you 3% a year and you're getting capital gains of 6%, it's really only giving you around 3%. Whereas if a property is giving you 1% positive cash flow and it might only give you 4% in capital gains, you're still winning in that property because it's giving you a total return of 5%. So that is an important aspect that you need to understand when it comes to doing your numbers and have a calculation to do that. Now, if you just want a basic free rental calculator from Mortgage HQ, I have left a link in the description that takes you to another video. And in that description, you'll be able to download the calculator. The video is going to teach you exactly how you can use the free rental calculator. But if you really want to learn the next level of how you can analyze deals, I definitely recommend the property formula workshop. I also left the link in the description below. So when analyzing your numbers, the most important thing you're thinking about is the return on investment. Now, in the beginning, when you're investing just to expand your portfolio, you're only really concerned about gross yield and making sure the property is sustainable. So you don't need a massive cash flow positive to actually hold that property. Once you are more established, when you have a bit more equity, you really want to make sure all the dollar is working as hard as possible. That's when you're very concerned about cash on cash return. This is going to assess the potential profitability of the investment. 
And you want to be conservative in your projections and you want to account for unexpected expenses or changes in the market. Now use your analysis to determine your offer price and negotiate with the seller or their agents. Be willing to walk away from a deal if it doesn't meet your criteria or financial goals. And remember to track and analyze your property performance over time, making adjustments as necessary. Again, if you don't know how to do that, you can learn all of that by reading books, watching YouTube, or very structured learning with mentor. Or if you want a very structured way of learning that and have accountability and people around you to guide you, then check out the Property Formula Workshop. So thank you for watching and learning the six essential steps to getting started in property investing in New Zealand in 2023. And if you follow these steps, you can increase your chances of success and achieve your property investment goals. Now, don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more valuable content on property investing and hit the like button if you found this video helpful. We appreciate your support and I'll see you guys next time.